Hi, Christian. Good morning, Jimmer. It's afternoon. Welcome back to another episode of Two Physical Therapists and a Bag of Chips. Yes. Welcome back. Today, we will be discussing knee bursitis, patellar bursitis, bursitis is around the knee. Bursitis eye. Many of them. Bursae. And then we will review the Deep River New York Spicy Dill Pickle. And we will re-review the Old Dutch Dill Pickle, which lost out last time to the Kettle Brand Dill chip. I think this might be my new favorite um, name to call somebody. Spicy Dill Pickle. That sounds good. Yeah. Anyway, Nibersidesai. Yeah. So there's four named ones. There's prepatellar bursitis, which is essentially on your kneecap or underneath your kneecap, around your kneecap. That's probably the best way to say that. Because well, if it's around, infrapatellar is around it too. Yeah, so on it. You want to say on your Let's say on it. On your kneecap. Right, right, right smack dab in front of your knee. Like if you fall really hard on your knee, mm-hmm. landing on your kneecap, mm-hmm. that'd probably be why it hurts so that's, bad. That's probably the one there. Then you have infrapatellar bursitis, which is going to be Below right, the kneecap. Right. Or under. Yep. Not underneath. Not underneath. No. Or no. behind. Not behind. No. That would be retro. Correct. Yep. And then we also have suprapatellar bursitis. Which that is one's gonna, easy. Which is going to be, uh, you know, above it, which is tucked behind your quad tendon, really. And then we also have pesanserine bursitis, which is just on the medial aspects of your, your proximal tibia. So probably kind of inside. Probably bit. one of my favorite words pesanserine it's a it's a you want to tell them what it means yeah can i yeah okay it means goose's foot this is awesome yeah and it's called that because there's three tendons that come in there and they look just like a goose's foot if you've had like five beers and didn't get much sleep because it really doesn't look like a goose's foot no but it has the three yeah. things with the webbing kind of a thing sort of kind going of, on so anyways thing a yeah bit. so it's on the inside of your knee just just below the joint line yep all of these have relatively the same signs. Swelling, pain, range of motion loss, maybe some redness. Pain. Gen- yeah. Lots of pain. Pain's a big one. Uh, generally, they're all due to the same sort of stuff. Kneeling is probably your most common cause, and that's going to be much more common with the prepartellar and infrapartellar. Uh, trauma is going to be the bigger one, so something hits you, you hit something. Or just repetitive motions. And that's really, probably pesanserine bursitis is most common with a repetitive motion of some sort. Yeah, like going down a lot of stairs, going up a lot of stairs, going back down a lot of stairs. There's a lot of stairs involved usually. Kicking. Kicking. Uh, Or just unfamiliar repetitive activities is another kind of pretty good inciter of bursitis in general insider yeah i like it that's close enough right all of these (laughs) generally what we're going to do is stop the activity or or at the very least reduce how often we have to do the activity that caused the problem if it's trauma that's pretty simple if it's uh, a work-related activity that means there's more modifying that has to happen so we will see this with people who, for instance, lay carpet or tile or spend a lot of time on their hands and knees for work and, and maybe one day forgot to put on their knee pads 
or it was their first day. Uh, so home improvement projects tend to, to cause some of these issues, uh, especially that prepatellar and infrapatellar bursitis. Once the activities have sort of been halted or, or the irritation has been reduced, then we can start working on returning to pain-free movements. And some of those best kind of low-impact activities are just walking, just a comfortable walk as long as it is comfortable, stationary biking, sometimes some pool activities for individuals who enjoy that can be done, or even just other low-impact exercises like a quad set, which is pretty boring, but gets the job done sometimes. So for, for a boring exercise, super effective. Really, we're just trying to do anything that'll promote basically, you know, in, increased blood flow and then increased fluid movement because with the bursitis, there's essentially excess fluid around that. So the term fluid on the knee is probably the old word for bursitis, really. Yeah, or people who say they have water in the knee. That's another one that you can can hear from time to time still, unfortunately. Have water in the knee. Got in the shower, sprung a leak, knee just filled right up. All watery. Chock full. Chock full, that's a good word. Uh, Treatment-wise here in the clinic, we do a, a fair amount of modalities on these, especially in the early stages, just to get people comfortable so that they're willing to start moving again. That'll include simple things like an ice cup or icing, uh, more involved things like ultrasound and e-stim, and a lot of it is, again, just to improve circulation in the area. So hot packs can also be helpful from time to time, depending on the stage. And then the one thing that, that seems to be really useful is, is some taping. So a little bit of uh, kinesio tape, you know, done for effusion control, can, can provide a little bit of support and comfort and also just help people feel a little bit more confident so that they can start moving a little bit more. Not usually a ton of stressful exercises on this one, especially early on. Yeah, not until the um, the bursitis is gone, right? Or the inflammation is gone. A good, I mean, at least until the pain is gone. And, and that can be actually relatively quick. One to two weeks for, for the pain usually to subside, given that the irritant is removed as well. If you have to chronically do something on your hands and knees and you can't seem to avoid that activity, it, it will certainly last longer. And in some cases, some people will have some level of swelling for as long as six or eight weeks, but I can't really think of seeing that. That's just from the literature again. Yeah. No, they, they, they tend to heal. You know, they're like with all things, the more acute the problem is, the quicker it resolves usually. So, mm-hmm. like Christian said, take away the irritant, and a lot of times things kind of settle down pretty quickly. If they don't settle down quickly, these are some of the Diagnoses that usually respond well to a cortisone injection if, uh, if given in the proper area. Which brings us to sort of worst case scenario, uh, infection, especially septic infection, which is exceedingly rare, is something that has happened. I can't, I, I don't think I've ever seen it, but the last kind of case study I read was somebody had the, the bursa drained and in the process of that, they got an infection probably through the needle stick or just having a slightly open wound there for a while, and that became septic, which is then really life-threatening, which is yeah, a real issue. not a good thing. Uh, that's way outside of our scope, but, but also worth bringing up. I've, 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 I've seen one in a lycranon in elbow. 
An elbow one? Bursitis that got septic, but yeah, no no other ones. So the other thing that's possible, but which I haven't seen as well, is chronic bursitis that results into calcium deposits. So it's it's generally repeated trauma following or immediately during the initial swelling phase, and that's repeated many, many times, which at that point you're kind of not doing yourself any favors, so... No, those are, those are not super common. Now. And I've never seen one, but... The calcific bursitis. They say it's like out. a tendinopathy type. They say it's out there. Yeah. But pretty rare. So the biggest ones, the most irritating one is probably the pes answering because that tends to be more related to some muscle function, more sport-related or just activity-dependent. Infrapatellar, superpatellar, and prepatellar tend to be all kind of trauma-related or acute activity. So you, you clean your deck one day or you're down on your knees scrubbing the bathroom floor, and the next day you wake up with big swollen bursts. They all resolve generally fairly quickly. Surprising I haven't gotten one from scrubbing toilets. and Maybe you're using a you know just a towel roll under your knees to help out. Or a modified squat. Modified squat, sure. Yeah. That's kind of it on... Bursitis eye. The knee bursitis. Pretty common, I would say. Um, But um, a lot of times these things kind of take care of themselves. Yeah. Trivia time. Yay! So last week's trivia question, real real quality, good good fun one. Yeah, that was an odd one. What animal has cube-shaped poop? That would be the wombat. Yep. Uh, Well done, Chloe and Hecky. How Chloe going to cheat it, though? Damn. Because her mom looked it up on the Google. But, I mean, Hecky got it. So, Hecky, well yeah. done. Way to go, Hecky. Yep. Of course he would know about the wombat. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. This week's trivia question. Back to geography. Back to some geography. U.S. geography should be, should be doable. Yeah. Pretty doable. How many U.S. states border the Gulf of Mexico? I liked it. That's a that's a good question. And for bonus points, you can list those states if you want. But I'm yeah, just worried the number about the would number. be good. One twenty, somewhere in between. Some something something. Alrighty, chip time. So new for us, the Deep River New York Spicy Dill Pickle. This came in at a uh, it's a two ounce bag, so it's not a huge bag. Fifty five percent chip tear ratio. Yeah, and they're all tiny. Most well, mostly tinier. Yeah, they're, they're, they almost like kettle, even though it doesn't say kettle, but they almost look like kettle style. Uh, I think they are kettle style. Are they kettle style? I think they, ha- I think they are. Because they give a chip. Yes. Oh, it is, yes, sorry. Flavored kettle cooked potato chips. Yeah. That would make sense then. And then we're also doing the Old Dutch dill pickle. This is the second time we're doing it. This came in the 66 gram bag because it's direct from Canada. A uh, Thank you, Susan German, again for bringing that in for us. So that's uh, roughly 2.3 ounces. The bag is about twice the size of the other one, so the chip tear ratio was like a 35%. I'm doing a sniff test. Yeah, it's pretty It's pretty apparent with the sniffing test that they're they're quite different there. Yeah. But the old Dutch chips are much larger. They're they're looking, they're actually a lot paler. They're definitely they're not the, kettle chips. They're the kinds that if you put them in your mouth, they kind of cut the edges of your uh, yeah, mouth. Yeah, one of these you probably can't fit in and hold them. I mean, well, you could. Well, maybe. I have a pretty big mouth. But it's a it's a... It's a big so, mouth. So how are we are we gonna like alternate? Are we gonna like do one and then do the other? I think we start with a deep river, give it a clean palate, you know, give that its own 
kind of, all of them have a little dill on it, so you can see the dill. Mmm. Good chip consistency there. Um, yeah, well, it's kettle chips, so crunchy. Oh. Uh, I'm looking for spicy. Not spicy, right? No. Definitely is it dill. Maybe, is it maybe spicy dill? Yeah. Like there's regular dill and spicy dill? Or is it a dill pickle chip that also... Because it doesn't have any spice. I would go with spice, though. Huh. Like dill is a spice, is that what you mean? No. No. But maybe there's regular dill, and then they've now come up with a spicy dill that they grow. Okay, maybe a little bit on the back end um, there. Just a little hint of Let's see what's in it. Something on the back end there. Spices. That narrows it down. Oh, wow. They really cleared that up. Citric acid, dill weed, <laughs> spices, lactic acid, okay. natural flavor, so there's a beaver butt. There's some beaver butt in there. And natural extractives of paprika. So... I don't know where they put it. I'm not getting any. I like it. I like the crunchy chip. I'm not a huge dill pickle fan, but it's okay. It's not overpowering. I mean, I think it's a, the chip is a good solid chip. The flavor, yeah, it's, a, it's okay. I, I mean, it's a one thumb for me. It's it's eatable. Oh, it's we're edible. giving it. Oh, we're giving it thumbs. So I'm we're not th- competing gonna, against each other. I'm gonna thumb it right now. Yeah. All right. Yeah. No, I'll thumb it too with my yeah. nose. Um, I'll do uh, one thumb as well. Also one thumb. I'm going to take the small one of the other one because I don't want to hurt my... I'll take mouth. the medium-sized one. So this is the old Dutch. It's not, not really as crunchy. No, it's kind of mealy almost. More vinegar. Definitely more vinegar. Yeah, that's one. what I smelled with the yeah. sniff test. You think I can fit this in my mouth? I think you could. Ooh. Um. Yeah. No. Nah. It tastes more like dill smells. It tastes like vinegar, like pickled juice. It's maybe. a light, it's a very light dill. I definitely say it's more like gonna, pickled um, vinegar flavor. I'm going to gurgle on anything else there. I'm going to try another one of the deep rivers. Well, if that one is one thumb up, then Old Dutch is one thumb down. You're going one thumb down now. It's yeah. got to be. Yep. Between these two. I think after the, uh, the last dill pickled chip off we did in this one i'm about dill pickled out you've had enough of the dill pickle i don't need i don't think that's a good chip flavor you don't think we need to take the deep river against the kettle brand now no oh okay you can do that in your free time maybe your i maybe i leisure will. time maybe i will so yep old dutch was reviewed before still the second best dill flavor we've we're trying at the time so what do you think about old dutch it's the chip is not good enough the chip consistency is not good enough. So does that mean? Like one thumb down? Yeah. Yeah, let's give it one thumb down to that. God, we're boring. Yeah. It's a, I mean, the Deep River chip consistency is really good. We've go. got some other chips coming from Deep River, so we'll get to try some of the other flavors. Yeah, the kettle, I mean, the kettle is good. So, you can't go wrong so with we'll kettle it, we'll depending on what go. you put on it. Yeah. Um, I'm thinking um, I'm going to go home and have a real chip. Okay. That sounds, This is. these are both potato though, so. Yeah, true, true that. I got a dill pickle in my mouth. Now. One's Canadian, and one's uh, one's from New York. So, anyway, yeah, thanks for listening. Yeah, thank you oh, for listening you got, today. You're supposed to say other stuff. First. Well, next week we're gonna go over uh, hamstring tears, strains, pulls. We're actually gonna do a two-part series on the hamstring, so that's coming up. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, this yeah. is this is news to me, but that oh, sounds yeah. fantastic. Oh yeah. So so part one is gonna be 
more general hamstring strain. And then the part two, we're gonna focus on proximal hamstring kind of tendonitis, tendinosis, ischial, ischial tuberosity. tuberosity, irritability, ischial tuberosity, ITI. ITI, oh yeah. Like, so that'll, that'll be some interesting stuff. We've been seeing that really too often, and I'm not sure what's going on with that, to be honest with you, so. I kinda know what's going on You do? With that. Okay. Yeah. So, and then I think we're gonna do the, uh, the corky paprika chips. You? Yeah. Croaky? Are they croakies? I think croaky. They're not corky? I don't think so. Oh, well, I misspelled it. I think you know what? You know probably happened in autocorrected. Yeah. Because yeah. croaky is a Dutch brand. It is croaky. You're yeah. right. Yep. I was reading that and said that Because the croaky right. mascot is kind of a funky looking dude. It's that birdie thing, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. The croaky bird. Yeah. So croaky paprikas. Those are, I think, compliments of Karen as well. Yeah. I think, I think. so. We'll, I think we'll be so doing too. those. Though that'll be a good one. Tune in for that. And then. Uh, Thanks for listening. Yeah. If you like the show, tell your friends, follow, review, subscribe. If you want more information about this topic, follow us on Instagram and Twitter throughout the week. If you need informa more information on rebound therapy, go to our website, reboundclinic.com. Or just come by for a cup of coffee. Always welcome to come by. He's Jeremy. I'm Christian. Thanks for listening. See, there it was. Thanks for listening.